Welcome back. This is episode two of my podcast. And I want to just give you a few key points. Some will be a recap from the first podcast. But the attempt here is to expand on the idea of what we're trying to achieve. Where are we headed with this? What is at risk? And what can we gain from this idea of reframing the mission of HBCUs? One of the key concepts is re-Africanization. Re-Africanization has sometimes been called nostalgia. And re-Africanization is based on nostalgia. But not just nostalgia. Nostalgia is a component of every culture, but it is not the main reason humans have culture. The idea of reframing as opposed to changing the mission of HBCUs is critical to have clarity and understanding of the approach. We're not criticizing the mission of HBCUs. We are questioning the context in which that mission was established. Our history and experience must be conveyed from our own perspective and understanding. HBCUs must be the foundation for research on African people and the dissemination of that research to the world. They can become the major repository for worldwide African history and experience. <clears throat> Chattel slavery required used required and used cultural genocide and defamation as the primary control mechanism to undermine collective resistance on the part of African people and to remove moral responsibility from white people. The very idea of restoring black people to authentic Africanity at the time most HBCUs were established was equivalent to madness. Just after the Berlin Conference in 1884-1885, Europe and the U.S. decided Africa and Africans, indeed almost all non-whites, were a wilderness that needed to be civilized by white control. The idea that we would pursue an African reality in the context of achieving a higher education was unthinkable due to the profit-motivated pursuit of world domination by European nations at that time. If in fact African people and non-white people are human beings, we have been and continue to be damaged on multiple levels by forced relocation, enslavement, genocide, 
and the continuation of capitalist exploitation. HBCUs have never openly confronted or documented the extent of the damages endured by Africans worldwide. This is not to be done out of some sense of revenge or rage, but in order to prepare remedies commensurate with the damage that is done. This is not an attack on HBCUs. HBCUs have done and continue to do miraculous work in spite of enormous opposition. HBCUs represent on the institutional level what we know about Africans everywhere. We are not yet free. And HBCUs as institutions are not free to be all that they are supposed to be, all that they can be. HBCUs were not designed or intended to create wealth or political power in the African community. Have you thought about what is the African concept of wealth? It is not the same as the European capitalist idea. It is a hierarchy of needs based on the understanding of the vital role that both spirituality and communalism play in the lives of African people. There is a role for land and money and wealth, but not over the souls and the community of human beings. The concept of race is propaganda designed to destabilize and disenfranchise non-white people around the world in the interest of European world domination. The concept of race is a lie that has been told so many times, it has become a truth. Black people are African people all over the world, not just a color devoid of meaning, culture, and context. Black people are multicultural. One of the important features that we must return to. Question. What indigenous autonomous African community are HBCUs accountable to? Are HBCUs accountable to African people, to black people? What other institutions are designed to address the centuries of enforced ignorance imposed on African people in the interest of European domination. There is no formal body of African leadership prepared to make meaningful decisions about the future of HBCUs. Whose job is it to evaluate and assess the damages done to African people worldwide as a result of the ongoing ma'afa. Who will determine the scope of work 
needed to make our community whole. This work is not focusing on hating or attacking individual white people. I am functioning under the assumption that we are addressing a system of oppression that does not rely on white people alone to function. This system also does not require conscious participation from the people it uses to accomplish its goals. White domination agency has never relied on white-skinned people alone. This work is not about idealizing African people or culture. The truth, the truth about what it means to be African and what it means to be human is already magnificent. It does not need to be embellished by me or anyone. What we seek is an authentic and sustainable cultural context that returns authority over our own lives back into our hands, back into the hands of African people. The concept of race as an ideological weapon was designed to undermine a culture, history, and sovereignty of non-European people. Initially promoted as scientific fact, it is now used as a social construct that continues to serve the same purpose and is just as irrational, just as irrational. Thank you.